Welcome to the Civil War Gals podcast. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sabrina. This episode is sponsored by the National Basketball Association, known as the NBA. Let's shoot some shots into today's, into today's topic, in which we will be discussing the Civil War, the bloodiest conflict in American history. The Civil War lasted from 1861 to 1865 and was fought between the Union, which was the North, and the Confederacy, which was the South. At the end of the war, Union victory meant one United Nation and the end of slavery. But our nation lost 625,000 lives in four years, which is almost the same amount of American deaths as all the wars America has fought combined. Before we dive into that and the battles that led to the Union victory, let's talk about what events led to the war in the first place. long term, conflicts over slavery, economic differences, and the debate over states' rights led to civil war. First, the issue of slavery continued to divide the North and South as America expanded westward, which led to increased sectional tensions. Next, the South's agricultural dependence relied heavily on the practice of slavery, especially with King Cotton. On the other hand, the North shifted towards manufacturing and factories, which changed their opinion of slavery since they no longer needed it. Lastly, the South felt like they were no longer represented in their government, which they believed interfered with slavery and which led to them saying that they had the right to secede from the nation. causes of the war include Lincoln's election, Southern secession, and the firing at Fort Sumner. The election of 1860 and Lincoln's victory was the last straw for the South, who saw this as their chance to leave the nation as they believed this meant the end of slavery. Also to consider the fact that a lot of Southerners were very anti-Lincoln due to his beliefs. Although he did want to keep slavery, he did not want to expand it, and the South was really looking forward to like keeping it around and like expanding it even more. Especially with King Cotton production. Mm -hmm. So this led to the secession of 11 total states, starting with South Carolina, which formed the Confederate States of America. So like in a way they kind of like made their own nation Mm -hmm. and thinking about it, we can't really predict who would be more powerful if it was the Union or the South. But looking at it, the South already had a bunch of like resources prepared, but the Union depended on like industrialization and they had a bigger population. So lastly came the Battle of Fort Sumner where Confederate troops opened fire in South Carolina which officially started the Civil War. Now let's talk about both the advantages and disadvantages of both sides heading into the war. Starting with the war, which also like the Union, they had a bigger Navy, a larger population, which also meant a bigger army They had a lot of factories, meaning that they had more supplies and weapons, and they had transportation and railroads. The disadvantages, they lacked spirit and unity compared to the South, and the war was fought in the South, which is hard for the North, and they needed to win compared to the South, which we'll be heading into. um, The North actually needed to win the war. So the South, also known as the Confederacy, had some advantages and some disadvantages. Starting with the advantages, they had better leadership So like if we take a look at their army and who were the leaders in there, you'd have people like Stonewall Jackson, Robert E. Lee, you know, the big guys who have a lot of um, experience and leadership skills. And also the other thing is, if you look at the generals, a bunch of them graduated from like West Point. 
So automatically they already have the education and requirements needed to, you know, have an army. Um, they also had str stronger determination to win and persevere their way of life. So like, again, with like their spirit factor, they had like big spirit to win. And they just needed to tire out the North. That was pretty much their entire goal. So disadvantages would be that they were less industrialized and they lacked supplies. Although they did have like a bunch of like supplies, like, you know, food wise and stuff, they did not have any manufacturing of all that to keep it, you know, increasing. And they also lacked transportation, such as like railroads to get their supplies out there in the first mm -hmm. place. So like if they were to like bring their like um, foods and materials to the like soldiers, they really couldn't because there wasn't any railroads or like way of getting it to those people. And also they had a small army, like we spoke before about how the Union had a bigger population, automatically the North, the South, excuse me, had a small, pop, small population, which meant a small army. And they had a bunch of debt and inflation from making more of things. So before we go into the battles and the big events that led to Union victory, I think it's important looking at both the disadvantages and advantages to consider that even though the North had more advantages and they were confident that they were going to win very easily and very quickly, the war dragged out for four years instead of like a short amount of time, like one year. So the North was like underestimate the North underestimated the spirit of the South, which leads to the winning at the start. However, the Confederacy begins to wear out as the war continues and the supplies of the North become their ultimate advantage. And this leads to a Union victory, even though the South put up a good fight. Yeah. And also we could look automatically, like logically speaking, about how the South is set up and how the North is set up. So if we look at the North, the North already, it was the United States. So like they already had a set of government. A con um, constitution. Mm -hmm. But the South practically made their like new country. So like they have nothing organized. All right, so now Sabrina will let us into the events that led to Union victory. So the first Union victory was the Battle of Antietam, which was fought on September 17, 1862. It is known as the bloodiest one-day battle in American history, and it's also called the Battle of Sharps Sharpsburg and occurred at Antietam Creek near Sharps Sharpsburg, <laughs> Maryland. Um, it occurred when Robert E. Lee's army, the Confederacy, fought George McLean's army, who was the commander of the Union, and Lee attempted to invade the North. After eight hours, there were over 15,000 deaths. So the victory in this hand, um, although it ended without like a definite winner, it had positive effects on the North because it could be considered a Union victory. So the Confederacy had a casualty about 12,400 men compared to the Union, which only lost 10,700. So like both sides still, it was a lot of people, but the Confederacy lost more, and they had a smaller population. So why is it considered a Union victory? Well, the battle convinced Britain and France not to support the Confederacy, which, if you think about, is really important because who knows what would have happened to the outcome of the war if France or Britain helped the Confederacy. Additionally, the battle convinced Lincoln to pass the Emancipation Proclamation, which we'll be talking about later, which shifted the focus of the war towards slavery for the North, and this battle led to the decision that helped the Union to victory, I proved that the Union could stand against the Confederacy because the Confederacy were winning all the battles before, but this is the first battle. The Union wins. Yeah, so 
Now leading into the Emancipation Proclamation, which occurred on January 1 of 1863, it was issued after the Battle of Antietam, which convinced Lincoln that it was now time to free the slaves. It stated that, and I quote, all persons held as slaves within rebellious states are and henceforward shall be free. This order freed all the slaves in the Confederate territories, but not in border states. And although it did not free all the slaves, it gave the Northerners a new reason to fight. It boosted their morale and strengthened their unity. Also, it gave slaves in the South inspiration to escape, which caused Southern farmers to look after their farms. 200,000 African Americans joined the Union Army by the end of the war. And the proclamation took away the South's property and transformed the motive of the Civil War to include freeing the slaves. Now we'll be speaking about the Siege of Vicksburg, which was from May 18th to July 4th of 1863. During this, General Ulysses S. Grant had an army that moved, that moved the South in hopes of securing the Mississippi River for the Union. They decided to take Vicksburg, Mississippi, which laid at the east bank of the Mississippi. The siege lasted for 47 days, and its result gave the Union control of the Mississippi. The Union won by surrounding the city and eventually taking over it. So, like it was, uh, like what Gabby said, the Union won, and it marked a turning point for the war in favor of the Union. Yeah, so the significance as a whole was that the Union had control over the Mississippi River, which was an important supply line. Additionally, it was part of the Anaconda Plan to cut off foreign trade to the Confederacy. They captured the Confederate fortress on the river, divided the Confederacy in half, and gave the Union complete access to the river. Also, Grant was promoted to lead entire, the entire Union Army. Also, to lean back at the Anaconda Plan, it's basically hinted that they were like, you know, cutting off the head of the snake, which was that supply line there. Then came the Battle of Gettysburg, which was fought between July 1st and July 3rd, 1863. After his victory in Chancellorsville, Lee marched his army into Pennsylvania, where they then clashed with the Union Army led by General George G. Meade. The next day was harsher with the Confederate Army attacking both left and right. Lee failed to defeat the Union with this attack, which forced him to retreat and bring his army to Virginia. So the battle was a crushing defeat for the Confederacy. It was also known as a turning point because it stopped Lee's invasion into the North. Other than that, it also inspired Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, which is one of the most famous speeches in American history. Lincoln inspired the Union to keep fighting by emphasizing its need to preserve the Union and defend equality, liberty, and democracy. This battle caused the largest number of casualties in the entire war and was very destructive to the environment. Lee's plan to invade the North and end the war failed, and the Union's victory increased the morale of the soldiers. So next was the Battle of Atlanta, which was from July 22nd, 1864. So Union forces were led by William T. Sherman, and they captured Atlanta, which was the most important Confederate center. They attacked civilians and cut off their supply lines. The Confederates retreated, destroying their ammunition and weapons. Sherman's troops burned about most of the city and continued their march through the South. The Union won, and this victory led to Sherman's most famous journey, the March to the Sea, which we'll be talking more about later. So the Battle of Atlanta was one of the most decisive victories of the war. 
It proved that the North was making progress in defeating the South and helped Lincoln to be reelected again in the upcoming election. Additionally, the Union was able to cut off a main Confederate supply hub and destroyed a major Southern railroad. Next came Sherman's March to the Sea, which took place from November to December of 1864. And from this time period, Sherman led 600,000 soldiers on a 285-mile march from Atlanta all the way to Georgia, and his purpose was to scare Georgia's population to abandon the Confederacy. He did not destroy everything, but stole food and livestock and burned the property of those who fought back. However, his total war in Georgia was brutal and destructive, but it did hurt the morale of the South and made it difficult for their soldiers to fight. Yeah, so it sped up the surrender of the Confederacy because it prevented Southern civilians from supplying their armies. And the North did this by convincing Southerners to turn their backs on their government. So it broke the will of the Confederacy. And right then and there, you could see that the Confederacy was not strong enough at the time. Yeah, this is really starting to get to the point where it's clear that the Union is going to win. Lastly came the surrender at Appomattox Courthouse. So the battle led to Lee's surrender of his army to Grant before Lee abandoned Richmond and Petersburg and his goal was to meet reinforcements in North Carolina. But the result was the Confederacy's surrender after they were trapped near Appomattox Courthouse. Lee surrenders because he wants to prevent destruction to the South when it becomes clear that they have lost. And I think he made a good decision when it becomes clear that they have lost. Although Grant wanted to destroy the Confederacy, he chose not to and treated them with kindness. And I think this is very important going into the Reconstruction era because if he treated them harshly and the Union would not be united mm-hmm. and they would probably get into conflict again. Also, not to mention if he were to, if we look at this like in other ways, if he were to treat them you know, improperly, it would seem like they were doing it out of spite because they won and in reality it was more about trying to unify the nation as a whole so once the confederacy surrendered uh it marked the victory of the union and the end of the bloodiest war in american history so this battle officially ends the civil war with the surrender of general robert e lee also this marks the beginning of the country's transition to peace and unification of the north and south um, as a result, the 13th Amendment is passed, which frees all the slaves. It declared neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof of the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or of any place subject to the jurisdiction. Although slavery is abolished, African Americans continue to fight for their human rights during the Reconstruction era as they place black codes and Jim Crow laws. Yeah, so like, even though slavery was in a way extinguished, the segregation and the racism factor was still extremely present and probably would, well, not probably, but most definitely would be present until civil rights were, you know, starting to become a trend in American history. So. Overall, the Civil War was an impactful event in American history. Its importance focuses on how it helped to build the nation the way it is today, free from the use of slavery. With small but big steps taken during this period to slowly move away from slavery, the United States was able to become an even stronger nation. Most importantly, the nation had experienced the conflicts of Confederates still being displeased with the result of the war. One of these reactions includes how Abraham Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth in a theater. 
Nonetheless, before his assassination, citizens were becoming more comfortable and protected with his time as president, considering he had gained a second term. Also, to speak more about Lincoln, he was very monumental during this time period because not only to become a president during a war, but to like still be there during a reconstruction era is very powerful. And we could like see his like ideal ideologies just change as he grows as a president too. Looking back at his work during the Civil War, it's important to understand how his ideologies ideology shift within the time era and how everyone's motive for the movement of their nation evolves. This event in history is a symbol of how powerful both conflicting, conflicting sides of a nation can be in the result of secession within a growing country. We hope that our talk about the Civil War has helped you gain a better understanding of this time period as a whole. Also, feel free to ask any questions in the comments section regarding this topic. Once again, thank you for listening to today's episode. This is Gabby. And this is Sabrina. And we hope, hope you enjoyed, enjoyed it. it.